What's up, y'all? This is Tone Stith, and you know I got soul. So, man, I, I got to say, I've been listening to you since Can We Talk? So this is like back in the day. And we spoke last time about uh, FWM and still FWM. Right, right. I've been a fan. I've been listening. And I, I got to say, this is definitely the best, in my opinion, that you've ever sounded. I don't Word. know. Wow. I don't know what you did. <laughs> but me in a, in a you know a great spot right now musically and you mm. know, congrats on that but tell me a bit like what's been put up since our last interview and like specifically really like i want you to compare fwm still fwm to yeah and has life kind of influenced the sound on both you know something like that i would absolutely say um that life definitely influenced this next body of work that i just put out um and, you know, there's a lot of situations that I went through and had to grow through and had to like live and understand. And I think, you know, getting older since can we talk, you know, getting older and living a bit more life, it just gave me a perspective, a, a point of view on love and relationship and relationships and the things that go into relationships. So I wanted to really tell that story and, you know, take everybody on that journey with me, you know, what it feels like to really be in a relationship and to really love somebody because I feel like we're in a toxic world still. So there's not a lot of love music is coming back. It's finding its way back. But um, yeah, so that was my point of view. And um, the compared to Can We Talk, I just feel like, you know, back then <laughs> I was I was young. I was I was young and I just wanted to sing everything. And I had fun. It was it was very um, experimental, but now this time around, it was a direct focus. So I think that's the difference. Gotcha. And you know, something I always love to ask everybody. And last time we spoke, I don't think I actually asked you this, but is there were there any like albums or artists you were listening to when you decided to make this project that influenced the sound? You know, because I you know I definitely feel like I hear some. Bruno's, um, maybe even Jeremiah, some 70s stuff going on, mm -hmm. like a lot of stuff I'm thinking yeah. about. Touch on um, for sure, it was, you know what, definitely, definitely. I had to, I have to definitely give credit to um, Usher, for sure. Um, girls like you, I was like, yo, listen, we gotta go, we gotta go Usher route, you know? And um, I listened to a lot of like his earlier project, 8701 and mm -hmm. uh, Confessions, but I feel like that era that, it was, it was a certain sound back then that he just like accomplished really well. And I was like, yo, I need my project to feel just well put together like this. And um, so he was definitely a big uh, inspiration for this project. Of course, you know, Marvin Gaye. Um, and I don't know, and then, you know, I mixed, mixed that in with myself, but uh, definitely Usher, I'll say Usher for sure. And you talked a little bit about the title point of view so mm -hmm. and you did you know you kind of got into a little bit but i do want to know why title it point of view what was your inspiration behind that outside of you know kind of telling the listeners what it's like to be in love outside of the toxicity that we've been yeah yeah, yeah. why um, for me you know it was the point of view part really came from uh just telling my story a lot of these a lot of the songs um are things that I've lived, things that I've been through, um, and things that I've witnessed. And I Need You, for example, um, that song is 
made in light of my parents because when I was younger, um, they weren't together. And about 12, 13, I watched them get back together and I watched them really choose each other every day. And I feel like that's a rare uh, case of, that's a rare scenario. Um, and so I Need You was really made in light of my parents and how they really chose each other and they needed each other to stay together. Um, and then Girls Like You is a real situation where, um, you know, the girl, you know, she cheated on me. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, all, that's the only way I can really put it. She cheated on me and it was my first heartbreak that made me really feel like, okay, I got trust issues now. Now I got now I don't know about the next person. I'm not too sure. Um, and then, you know, with Lonely, there was a situation where I cheated on a girl I was with for a long time too. So it was like, yo, you know, if you don't deal with your actions and take accountability, you know, hurt people will hurt people. So that's the that's my point of view. And I just wanted to take everybody through that, through that journey. Awesome. So you mentioned yeah. three of the songs on the album, but I really want to know about Smoking in the Park. <laughs> first of all, it's the first track you hear when you listen uh -huh. to it, and it is melodic, for lack of a better term. Like, yeah. it's so smooth. Everything about it just really makes you want to lay back. And, and roll up. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. tell me a little bit about the process behind making that track and the inspiration. Um, so I, I got to shout out my bro, KP, um, who, who's a producer, produced that song and uh, Corey and everybody that was in the room. But, um, you know, that goes back to the Marvin, um, Marvin Gaye influence. Uh, I grew up a lot on Marvin Gaye. My mom is the biggest Marvin Gaye fan. And I think I really wanted a song when I heard the music. I really wanted a song that was melody driven, you know, something that cut through, but something that everybody could sing. And um, something that's smooth. I just, I feel like I haven't had a track that was as smooth as that. So when I heard that music, I was like, okay, nah, you gotta, you gotta give smooth R&B vocals on this. <laughs> and you did, and you did. <laughs> <laughs> so no, but that was, that was, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna lie in that, in that, in that session, you know, we was all smoking, we was all, I'm like, yo, what can, what, what, what can somebody do, you know? Um, together with somebody you know it's intimate but not really making love so I was like oh you can roll up you can smoke with somebody and that that's just where I went so love it yeah that's definitely one of the the smoother tracks on the the, the project but I love how almost every song is kind of corny but you have a different tone like you really mm -hmm. I really feel like I think Troy Taylor might have mentioned this but you definitely are a master of your your tone and just being able to switch I appreciate it. so yeah what I'm really curious about is why you decided to end it with Lonely. I know you, you said what the song's about, um, but I love the transition yeah. stamina into that, like the whole phone conversation, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's so, so, you know, let's go ahead. So it's, it's, if you listen to the project and, and follow the videos, too, that I'm dropping uh, every week, there's a storyline. And, um, you know, smoking in the park starts off, smoking in the park with your homegirl, somebody that you haven't crossed the line with. Uh, but you have this trust, you know, you have this understanding where it's like, yo, you could tell me anything, I could tell you anything. And that's how it starts smoking in the park. Then you go to girls like you, at the time of smoking in the park, I'm, I'm in a relationship with somebody else. And I got the word like, oh, my girl cheated on me. So it's like, oh, damn, girls like you messed it up for everybody else. So that whole, that whole scenario. 
Um, and then I need you is realizing that, yo, the girl from smoking in the park, my home girl that's been there from day one that knows me, knows my secrets. That's the one that I needed the whole time. Um, and then, you know, Reposado is like, you know, I'm gonna go to the club though, clear my mind. I'm gonna get lit. <laughs> um, I'm gonna get lit and not think about, you know, going through this heartbreak. And then after, after the club, it's whoa, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit her up. I'm gonna be like, you know what? You know, let's 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 have a night. Let's let's you know let's go back to the crib. Let's have fun, and um and then you get in the stamina where it gets real intimate, and you know that's when it really goes down and y'all finally cross that line. And then the the skit at the end of that is really like yo, you know the phone is phone is ringing and it's open and I got a girl's a girl my ex saved under Chris. And it's like, oh, that's how it just kind of unravels. Like, oh, you were just doing the same thing that the girl did to you and girls like you. And then so you end up with lonely. You end up lonely at the end. And um, you know, you could take you could take that song in many ways, but I really made it and wanted to, you know, bring light that I ended up lonely in the end because I didn't really work out the issues that I needed to work out and figure out who I was and deal with the hurt that I was going through. But I put that same thing on somebody else. So at the end, I ended up lonely and that's the accountability part. So I wanted to end the project like that. I love that storytelling, man. Uh, honestly, to go back on my first statement, like I really feel like that's why I'm enjoying this so much because it's really you. I feel you so much in this music and mm -hmm. an example of why. And I can't wait to see all these live and you know, speaking of that. Yeah, now that's gonna be an experience. <laughs> It'll be something else. And I know you're going to open up for Victoria Monet. So just mm -hmm. about that. Are you excited? You know, she's one of the top right now, in our opinion. And Yeah, I'm super excited. I mean, first off, I'm I'm super proud of her. I think, you know, she's been working for so long, and so hard. So I'm glad she's getting her flowers and getting that recognition. I think it's just the beginning for her. But to have the opportunity um, to open up for her on this tour, I'm super excited because uh, this is the this is the real first time that I get to dive into POV live, you know, on stage. And um, it's a little something, something, but, you know, this is the first show where I'm like, okay, now I can start welcoming, you know, everybody into this world. Yeah. We'll be waiting for, for your headlining tour. Yeah. Sooner rather than it, later. It's coming. Okay. <laughs> it's coming. It's yeah, coming. I definitely, um, I had the opportunity to see you live um, here in Atlanta. Um, where you perform before Eric Berlinger and Vito, yeah. and incredible performance. Just wanted to let you know that um, I see big things for sure. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. So as far you know, you've made a lot of contributions to this genre as a songwriter and now as an artist. So how do you see your music contributing to the evolution of R&B? So we know R&B is it's shifting. It's not quite the same as it once was. It's not, you know, it's not bad. It's not good. It's not, it's, it is what it is. You know what I mean? So how is Tone Stiss music different? How are you con contributing to this current state of R&B? I feel like, you know, it's different. Um, just even off of first listen, um, you could tell that, okay, you know, this is, there's a lot, there's a lot that he embodies, I'm talking about myself, but there's a lot that I embody when you listen to my music. I'm influenced by a bunch of people. I mean, Mike Prince, those are like my really top two, but um, I love just infusing different 
people's work that I admire into my own sound. Um, and I think that's really shining on this project. You know, I don't think there's anything like it. Um, and I think it stands out. And I think, you know, over time, these are those stepping stones for me to really showcase um, the level that I could reach. So I think it's different because it's just giving a new perspective on R&B. Um, it's fresh. I think this is the best R&B project out. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, I really hope everybody's enjoying it. The feedback that I'm getting, I'm just like blown away. It's, it's uh, I think it's been like three weeks now and people are still just like, oh my gosh, like, you know, and still discovering. And um, yeah, I'm excited for the future. Yeah. And for those people who have been supporting you from the beginning, like Nico and yep. people that are just, you know, now discovering the sounds that you give us, what do you want? What are your goals? What are the plans for the future musically? Um, For me, I mean, it's really that Tone Stiff was the one that was different. Um, In the next, I'll say like three years, I mean, my goal is to, you know, be traveling all across the world, but in a way where R&B is stadium music, if that makes sense. Um, I think there's there's only a few people that have reached stadium music from R&B. And that, that, that is really my goal. I want that to be at the forefront. I really want to bring that R&B back around to where it's like, okay, it's at the top of the charts. Like it's, you know, it's staying there. It's here to, it's here to stay. But um, yeah, that's really my goal for the next few years. And I'm, I'm about to put in that groundwork. <laughs> definitely love that for you. I see that. I definitely see that for you. Thank you. Definitely do, man. And speaking of your goals in general, this is our last question for you. We're going to let you get out of here. But mm -hmm. uh, last time we spoke again, you know, you mentioned one of the people you really wanted to collaborate with Pharrell. So I'm just, yeah. gonna, hopefully we get to that point because I would love to see that. But I'm yeah, gonna, me too. <laughs> <laughs> there's been a lot more artists coming up, you know, and I'm just, is, is there anybody else you want to collaborate that's on that rising level right now with you? I know, for example, Maida, you guys are cool, you guys are close. Yeah, yeah. That song, Something in the Water, said she has PTSD from performing at Funk Fact. But, <laughs> you know, is there any, anybody else that you really want to work with now? Um, I mean, there's a ton of people, man. Uh, I would love to work with SZA. I think, you know, she's incredible. Uh, my homie, Leon Thomas. Um, He's incredible. We only got to work one time and that was in Diddy's camp, but I would love to like lock in and, and really work on stuff together. Um, I would say, you know, who uh, an interesting person I'll put in there that I think would be cool to work with is uh, Tizo Touchdown. I really love his music, um, his approach. I think I love that he's pushing the bar. He's pushing boundaries. Um, and yeah, man, I, I Still Pharrell, man. <laughs> let's 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 keep him in the lineup, man. I would love to work with Pharrell. So. We'll start a petition to see if we can make those things happen. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yep. You know, we love speaking with you, man. We love the project. And like I said, from a male and female perspective, I love that you can touch both both avenues, especially mm. guys. Like I could put you on in the car with my boys. I'm not getting roasted. I put like yeah. <laughs> by Neo, they might be like, yo. Hey, 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 <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm saying, but no, I appreciate, I appreciate you. you. We really, truly wish the best for your career, and we see big things, so we'll keep supporting and you know, just good luck with it. Absolutely. Thank you, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. 
It's been a pleasure. All the best.